Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. joining us for a new episode of Next Best Theater, part of the Next Best Picture podcast. I'm here as your semi-co-host, I guess we could say, for this episode, Cody. Uh, who else do I have on this call with me? We have Dan Bayer. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nicole Ackman. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Lauren LaMagna. Hello, hello. And Casey Lee Clark. Hello. Yes, yeah, so we're here, um, of course, you know, three months into 2022 to do a little postmortem about the musical onslaught that was 2021. I think we can all agree, and this is not, you know, a, an astounding revelation, but 2021 was really a huge year for musical movies. I think pretty easily the biggest we've had since probably like the heydays of the 50s and 60s. It's pretty impressive in the amount of not only straight up musical adaptations we had, but also animated features and a huge amount of uh, shows being filmed and put on streaming services. And we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of go back through the year and assess them. Um, the reason we are doing this so far into 2022 is because one certain movie, which we will get to, decided not to release itself for most of the country until, you know, the end of February. So we will get into that. Um, but other than that, we are here to explore 2021. Uh, before we get into it, we're going to be discussing eight major movies of varying degrees of success. We wanted to give a shout out to four that we won't be covering because we wanted to keep this, you know, a manageable length, but uh, we're not going to be covering the animated films this year that were musicals, which was Encanto and Vivo, but, um, you know, congrats Encanto on your Oscar, probably, and congrats Vivo on, I don't know, I didn't see it, so whatever you just, are. Just congrats to Lynn in general. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need that from us. <laughs> <He's enough. laughs> Another shout out to the two major Broadway productions which were filmed and put on streaming services this year. And that's um, the uh, Tony success Come From Away and the Razzie success Diana. Look, they're both masterpieces <laughs> we love a balance. in their own right. <laughs> exactly. But like the fact that Diana is nominated for Razzies is like, that's just embarrassing for the Razzies. It's not a movie. Honestly, that's the Listen. thing is like when I got the Razzie nominations, I was like, do we have to talk about it? And then I decided, no, we don't have to listen to the Razzies for anything in life. So no, that's not true. today. I'm just saying to our listeners, if you would like at some point for us to do a commentary track on Diana the Musical, mm -hmm. please let us know. Get in touch. That is something that we have talked about potentially doing, but we don't know if anyone would want to like hear us like scream and cry over Diana the Musical whenever she says, serves me right for marrying a Scorpio. Um, <laughs> so do get in touch if that's something that you'd like to hear. The and we would definitely right? be under the influences. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Right. Many, I did uh, that sober substance. once. I'm not doing it sober again. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... 
On to our films that we will be covering, though. Um, we're going to be covering eight films here. And just as a little peek behind the curtain, we decided to cover them in order of uh, kind of a unofficial ranking of quality. Uh, our lovely Nicole Ackman surveyed the five of us to have us rank these films, a la the Best Picture ballot. And uh, so we're going to be going in order of uh, lowest rank to highest rank. So we're going to be giving a little, you know, discussion about our thoughts of the movie, the best musical numbers, the best performances, if there were any worth shouting out, some maybe there weren't. But uh, let's let's get into it. Let's see what's up first. Oh, it's me. Hooray. And I'm going to be talking about, oh, happy, happy day. <laughs> I have the joy, the honor, the privilege of talking about the Cinderella adaptation led by Camilla Cabello, potential fan favorite at the Oscars. Yes, girl boss, slay, gaslight, gatekeep, mama the house down boots, Cinderella. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously this is our lowest ranked one. Uh, it's a jukebox musical in the, you know, aping the style of Moulin Rouge pretty uh, egregiously in some parts. And it tells the story of Cinderella, heard of her. And it stars an onslaught of people... <laughs> people of actors <laughs> of varying degrees of you know you, musical theater Cody, capability. you can say people they weren't you, all acting mm, <laughs> you know some of them showed up and put on a dress and just had a good old paycheck cash and time but yeah this movie i personally can't say it's good i watched it through the haze of wine which i think was to my benefit i had a lovely tweet thread going i'm sure some people here saw it that was the and best tweet thread of the year Thank yep. you. It was uh, manic and scared. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Thanks. So what are our thoughts on this movie? I don't know. Let's hear it, guys. I, um, I have three main thoughts on this. One yeah. is that uh, Matt assigning me to review this was a hate crime. One day Matt disappears. <laughs> it's me getting my revenge for this. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Matt Neglia. I'm not kidding, though. My second thought on this is I will say I was texting Dan while I was watching this so he can like corroborate this story. She but was. I was like, kill it with fire, kill it with fire. And every time Frothy came on screen, though, I was like, oh, actually, I take it back. This is nice. <laughs> They're letting him keep his normal accent. This is beautiful. And then he'd be off screen because he was only ever on screen for like two seconds at a time. And I'd be like, nope, never mind. Kill it with fire again. My third one that I do, I just want to point out that this was ranked last and four ballots. Now I had, as as Cody mentioned, I did the, I, I ran the poll to do the rankings, and I have everyone's ballot that I can look at individually, but I don't have names put to them. But I can see that there is one person here who did not only not rank this last, but they ranked it fifth. Buenos dias, world from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went, and I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher? 
or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Lauren, what do you have to say for yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I, what I have to say for myself is I am very much a girl raised on Long Island by a Jewish mother, so I am so far up at the end of the (laughs) And I am her strongest soldier. I take that medal. And, um, (laughs) yep. So yeah, I think the drill is really fun if you go into it with the good mindset of it's so bad that it might even be good, especially when you um, babysit a lot of small humans. And, you know, sometimes the dresses are pretty, but yeah, it's very, I'm very far off that woman's ass. And Material Girl's kind of a bop, guys. Don't lie about it. Okay, listen, we have to say it. Material Girl, kind of good. good. Yep. Thank you. I listened I to it sh- on my own, separately from the movie, of yeah. my own free will and volition the other day, walking oh, home. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd have support here. Oh, no. <laughs> no, in this confession. Like, it truly, I wish that that was in a different movie. Once, <laughs> once you get over the trigger warning that is James Corden in the movie. <laughs> it's the because, sentient it's trigger not, warning. It's not horrible. <laughs> and if you go in with the right intentions... And it beats watching other, like, dog with a blog on Disney Channel. Like, it be- the Cinderella movie beats that. I, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, this had to be our last ranked musical, though, because it is the movie musical of this year to have James Corden in it. Right. Uh, the, and uh, thus it had to be mandated court of mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I will agree on that critique. <laughs> This is also the film that he was gift into uh, thrusting mouse fame when he did that um, oh Lord. stop walk or crosswalk in the crow. Everything about this film makes more sense when you realize that it actually is James Corden's brainchild. He actually, I think, has the story by credit on this movie. And didn't he produce it or something yeah. as well? Yes. It's, it's so bad. Just bad really. why this is like the girl boss, you know, Gaslight Gatekeep Cinderella, (laughs) we have James Corden to blame for that. Uh, So I think that, like, if you ever see James Corden, just keep that in mind. Oh, he has a lot of things I will he has keep so in mind much. If I ever see he has him. so much to so answer for. This like is, this is not super high on that list, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Look, yeah. I love him in One Man Two Governors just as much as the next guy, but like, oh, James. To go back to Material Girl for a second, I think we can also agree that Idina Menzel probably is the best performance in the movie, like by default. Well, only when you consider that Billy Porter is not really acting. Okay, the only other good thing happening here, because Idina, I mean, I like what she's doing in this. I think, like, if she had a different cast around her, there would not be problems. But also, can we talk about Pierce Brosnan and the fact that they just, like, 
We're like, what if we just make a shtick of him not being able to sing? Because mm-hmm. I do like that level of self-awareness. Yeah, I thought he and Mini Driver were kind of fun. I, I will come clean. I have not watched this whole movie. Oh, you should. Me either, Dan. Um, that is, <laughs> that is be- because when I when I sat down to watch it, I was not drunk and I could not get drunk at the time. And I realized very quickly that um, I needed to be drunk. I forgot you watched this in prison. It's right. such a fun movie <laughs> to get drunk with, with your friends. It's such a fun experience. And I recommend it to everyone. And it's on Amazon. Like, go do it, guys. It's a great communal experience. This is the first version of Cinderella I've ever watched that I did not like. Uh, Cinderella is, like, my favorite fairy tale. I love a good Cinderella remake. Like, the Selena Gomez movie, the Hilary Duff movie. All those are good the ones. live action. I I freaking love Cinderella 3, the animated film. Like, yep. I ever after, I will watch any iteration of Cinderella. So the fact that I hated this movie says so much about what they did to the story at the heart of it. Camila Cabello is supposedly a professional singer. Why does she sound like she's giving birth every time she sings she did a lot of questionable (laughs) riffs she is a product i feel like i don't really know her career but i'm not sure if it's a chicken or egg situation i she feels very much the product of post wicked vocalization tactics and post like belting pop stars like it, it sounds like she's trying to replicate the uh, affectations and the vocal tics of those types of singers who are singing that type of music um, and doing it poorly. I wouldn't say she's the best singer I've ever heard. I think she can carry a tune, but I think she's so beholden to the idea of having to do these kind of like these awful riffs and runs and like lock jawed little musical flourishes. And it just is not pleasant to the ears. I will say this, though, if you've ever listened, like, to her music, then, like, what you would expect is what you get from this film. Like, I don't think, like, she sounds that much different in this movie than she does, like, on the radio. I, like, some of her songs that she has released as a recording artist are bops, won't lie. I have definitely rocked out and sung along to some of them who I could sing but can't name for some reason. But like watching her have to sing, oh boy. <laughs> she she girl is going through it. Like it is effort to push out a note. That's the thing. It sounds painful. Yeah. And like I, I kind of worry for her. Yeah. And I, I whenever I hear, you know, young women singing like this, it, it troubles me because it sounds like vocal damage. Definitely. I feel like that's Um, all we have to say about Cinderella, right? (laughs) Great gowns, beautiful gowns. (laughs) Yeah, Nicole, why don't you take it away with our next film we'll be covering here? So the next one, which was, again, almost unanimous for second to last spot, is an adaptation of a stage musical that I think some of us like okay, some of us liked, some of us don't like, with music by Paiskin Paul. That's right, I'm talking about the one, the only... Thank God it's the only. Dear Evan Hansen. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 45 of the Next Best Theater podcast here, a part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. In order to get the full episode, you will have to head on over to our Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from Next Best Picture. 
You have been listening to the Next Best Theater Podcast, part of the Next Best Picture Podcast umbrella, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.